Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Eliza Helper. Eliza Helper, how the hell are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm excited. Oh, good. Thank you so much for coming on. We have, uh, we follow you everywhere. You're possum girl underscore IG at Instagram. You are possum girl on TikTok and you are, it's Eliza with a Y on Twitter, but it's so funny. Your display name is still Eliza Helpern in parentheses possum girl. So I have to get this out of the way. What is the origin story of possum girl? We're not going to talk, talk about that all episode, but I got to know what the hell it is. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's huge. You got real reels with huge hit counts, TikToks with huge hit counts. What the like, you know, how do you come up with possum girl? What the hell is it? And it, it took off like a rocket ship. And are you happy about that? Or are you not happy about that? Yeah, well, I'm I'm happy that it took off. Definitely. <laughs> I wish it took off more. Yeah. Um, the algorithms have not been very happy with me lately. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have people complain. Like I have a there's a Twitter, like a former guest. Uh, and she, the other day she was like, I really could just use the Twitter algorithm to return to 2018 or something. And it's so funny because she's got a huge following, but if the algorithm is no longer your friend, you notice it, right? Yeah, definitely hardcore, especially on uh, TikTok is such like a volatile platform for creators. Like you can amass a following of like hundreds of thousands of followers and suddenly your videos start getting suppressed or just not getting traction and you get like a hundred views per video and it happens to people it's which is it's good that they platform new creators and new content but it's also frustrating that like you build this thing and then can just suddenly lose it yeah, i mean and, and is there any rhyme or reason to it you just can't figure out why certain you know so certain of Eliza's, you know, videos here on TikTok, you know, 20, 20,000 views and the next one might have 6,000 and the next one that might have 800. And so, I mean, I, I see the one that has 800, which is still hugely respectable, but that's a live, it's you on stage doing a live thing rather than, you know, front facing video, just straight to camera. Like, are you noticing any rhyme or reason or that's what's so frustrating? You can't figure it out. The frustrating thing is there is little rhyme or reason. Videos that like, are part of a trend or jump on like a trending topic have a higher chance of doing well in general. But then again, like there really is no rhyme or reason to what type of video does well, at least on my account. And then they'll just be like weeks at a time where like nothing really pops off. Um, I also think that it's frustrating as a comic because something in your video will get flagged as like inappropriate or violating community guidelines because you're joking about someone uh, doing something horrible or you use a word in the context of a joke no, no. um like punching down at like you know people who do evil things but it'll just pick up on the phrase you use to describe something someone else did and it gets suppressed and it like, happens no, that's not what i meant that's not what i meant i was attacking the bad thing i wasn't saying the bad thing Exactly. And it happens to activists to like uh, describing something horrible that happened in the world, trying to bring attention to it. And then because they use a phrase that's like a trigger phrase, their video gets suppressed or they so say wokeness like, has backfired. That's so funny. Like we're like, we're, you know, wokeness per well, se. well, meaning like if you um, 
you know, like if, so if something is triggering, like people are probably complain. They're like, oh, I don't like being triggered about this thing. But then, you know, it's kind of working against the activists who are trying to bring light to that thing. So that thing is extricated from this world. And so I guess it kind of backfires a little bit. I mean, wokeness is wonderful. This is not a podcast of edge yeah. or something, but but that's just yeah. kind of an un, un, unintended, unintended and unfortunate consequence of people reporting what's triggered that an activist trying to bring light to what's triggering uh, gets throttled. Well, it's not always individuals reporting like the actual app will pick up on phrases people say sometimes. And because right. of that, it gets oppressed. Also, people like abuse the reporting system. And if they don't like something that you're doing, like they are anti activism, they're like right wing and don't like that you're standing up to the right wing, they will mass report you. Also, it happens to people of like any marginalized identity just get mass reported by bigots and then now that you're mass reported by the bigots the fact that you said something that's a trigger phrase can get you like flagged or banned or demonetized and like that's the pattern so it actually is it it all comes back around to like the anti-woke crowd making these really hostile spaces yeah yeah. are you ever secretly thinking that it's a comedy nemesis of yours <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I mean, my other con- viral creators in the LA community are like, yeah, like we gotta, we gotta throttle this possum girl. Let's report her. Oh, de- I mean, I don't know if it's specific, like another comic, but okay. I definitely pissed off. I piss off Elon Musk fans regularly. Like, <laughs> well, good for you. I love to yeah. see that. Yeah. What's possum girl? What, Thank what you for it? getting us back on track. So yeah. basically, possum girl um, originated because the first video of mine that went viral on TikTok was what's become known as the possum story. Okay. It's a story about how when I was a kid, I like nursed a possum back to health <laughs> in my parents' basement. Did you? And then I, that actually did happen. I kept <sighs> a possum in my parents' basement and then discovered that the possum at the time I believed was pregnant, but as people have pointed out, the possum likely had already had babies and the babies were just hanging out in the pouch. <sighs> and so I helped take the babies out of this possum's pouch. Oh no. While I had Cheeto dust on my hands. <laughs> and then I am convinced I might've killed this possum with a Cheeto dust infection. And that was my first thing ever on the internet that really went viral and blew up within the first uh, like day and a half of posting it, it got 2 million views. It's past 7 million views now. But I, I can't and, even imagine that that would be safe for you. I mean, I don't think possibly are nice, let alone pregnant mothers who have their <laughs> babies in their pouch. I didn't know they had pouches, but I mean, was it dangerous? I mean, did you get bitten or you had Cheeto dust? I mean, don't they love Cheetos? I don't know. I, I didn't get bitten. Wow. Good. Miraculously. Apparently <laughs> possums don't have rabies because their body temperature is too low. Which you learned way more than you thought about possums. Yeah. Like in going viral, it's you know, now I'll 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 use the word viral because some people are just using it to mean relatively good for me. You know, they yeah. have 20, 20 retweets and, instead of two or 200 instead of 20. It's like you're not viral, like unless you made your way way into like a, a, a talk show, <laughs> you know, the catch the catch me outside Barbie girl or whatever the hell her name is. Like that was viral. It made it way made made us win the main. And so, you know, seven million, I'll call that viral. And so um, did people just start like telling you about this? Oh, possums can't get rabies because their body temperature. Do you learn more about possums than you ever thought you would? Oh, I absolutely did. People also <laughs> corrected me constantly saying that it's actually opossum. And I'll say, yes, oh. opossum is the correct 
grammatical spelling, but possum starting with a P is accepted colloquial vernacular. But also I'm, I'm possum girl, motherfuckers, right? Exactly. I'm an old possum girl. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry I used improper grammar on the internet. Yeah. How old that's... were you when this happened? You know, and I guess that goes to, you know, I guess, you know, when you posted the video, you were, you know, the age, probably roughly what you are now, but when were you, uh, when did you nurse the, po- when did you take care of the possum in the basement? Oh, when I was seven. That part of the story is true. Like the story, I'm like telling it in like a very dramatic way and like saying that like, I'm worried that like St. Peter will tell me I'm a possum murderer at the gates of heaven. And like, I don't believe that, but like everything that happened in the story is true. And my parents found out about it from that viral TikTok, by the way. Oh, that's hilarious. And I was like, I went viral. They they didn't know about the possum. And so, but also it's like, you're a seven-year-old, you're going to call it a possum and not an opossum. So I guess my, my question though is, I think I interrupted the end of the story or maybe you didn't share it yet, but you did indicate at some point that maybe the possum died. Yeah. Because in your care, the po- because there was an infection or something. Okay. Not to incriminate myself. Like this is, this is. She's got to be careful what she says. This is going to be played in, in the Netflix documentary about my history with animal cruelty um, <laughs> towards possums, but I'm going to be exposed because of this, but basically the possum ran away with the babies and then the mother possum never came back but the babies did and so i was worried oh my god did i kill the mother possum and have the yeah. babies like come back to avenge me or no, to, you're, like, the, you're, the, you're the mother now I, I was wondering like oh my god was i like now the mother to these possum babies and then i abandoned them so now yeah. they have like double trauma double abandonment trauma because of me because i was a bad possum mother at seven <laughs> she starts whipping out her nipple thinking it's going to work. And so, so you're, you're, you're saying that they came back and then what did you do then? I mean, you abandoned them. How, like you didn't take the little possum in. No, I mean, I didn't have, I don't run a possum hotel. I mean, <laughs> and so you just kind of like left them outside. And so you, you we have no idea if they, they survived or they got reunited with the mother. Yeah. I was like, this is temporary um, housing. Your mother was subletting. I'm sorry. There's no more room. She was fucking squatting. And so you just found a, a possum in your basement. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to get off this because I mean that I, I had, I had learned and that's a wonderful story. I love it. But like, how are you, you know, with all the topics we have in mind, kind of like, how are you trying to re- recreate that without feeding the machine and, and, you know, ADHD and things like that? Like, how are you kind of living life now while trying to get some of that success, but also doing it your own way and on your own terms? I like it that you summarize so many things like going through my brain at the moment with what you said. How are you trying to not feed into the system and ADHD? <laughs> yeah, it's all from the list. Yeah, none of these things oh are mine. God. They're all from your list. You know, I, I yeah. have comedians do the handful of topics and I love them all. So even the feeding machine is yours. But like normally I wouldn't be concerned with it because like you said, I mean, if they're throttling your shit now, you know, the machine is getting fed. I wouldn't worry about it too much. But kind of how are you trying to get some of that success while doing that on your own terms? Yeah, it's it's a challenge because it's always like, do I want to prioritize like putting energy into like trying to make something that goes viral now and like keeps up with the trend to like just get more eyeballs or do I want to prioritize like, you know, working on longer term stuff to establish more of like a longer term artistic voice that might pay off more in the long run and and create, you know, long-term fans rather than just, you know, a bunch of people who watch one minute of my stuff and then never see it again. And that's kind of the trap of like creating on the modern internet is you feel like, oh my God, I'm failing because I'm not getting views. And, you know, you have to get like views to try to monetize it too. And so like the whole monetization model incentivizes you to 
just keep up with the trends and like do whatever you can to like please the algorithm. But then again, like in the long run, I, I want to, you know, be a comedian. I want to be an artist and I want people to like have an attachment to my work and my voice and what I do. But I guess, I guess like, the problem with that, like the answer I would think like, you know, and it's a wrong answer. Um, the, the answer would be, well, I mean, if you have a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, you're like, well, they like you because you're you. The possum thing wasn't following a trend. It was starting a trend. So just be yourself. But I mean, and I've experienced this myself where it's like, you could have thousands of followers, but if they're only showing it to a hundred or 10, unless you pay, yeah. you know, Facebook, you know, Facebook fell off a cliff in that way where you could have a thousand followers and you're doing really well. And, and then um, they're showing it to all your people. And then we're like, Hey, guess what? We're only showing it to 10 of those people and you have to pay or Absolutely. we're not going to show it to the rest of them. It's like, I earn those followers, motherfucker. And so like, are, they're not even, you know, if I see here, you have a hundred thousand followers on TikTok and, you know, a couple hundred views on certain videos there, that means they're not showing it to everybody in your, who's following you. And that's just unfortunate. Like, how are you, how are you supposed to kind of do your thing and draw people to who you really are and fall in love with you as kind of a, an artist with a voice if they're not showing you to everybody in your follower group? Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said like, they want to like trap you into paying for views. Like, I think a lot of this is a trap creators trying to blow up into like having to pay to get stuff actually shown to their audience because yeah yeah, that's the frustrating thing is people follow me but they're not seeing my stuff like I'll get comments like oh why haven't you posted in a while I'm like I post every day (laughs) usually multiple times a day and it's like that's the thing about like you know catering to the algorithm and the trends it's like it's not what your audience always wants it's like I'm not when I say like I want to be known for like my voice like as an artist and have people to be attached to my work I'm not like waxing poetic about artistry I'm saying like the people who watch my comedy and watch my content want specific things. Like they find specific kinds of content enriching and valuable. Yeah. And that's, it's not being shown to them. Like the only stuff that's being shown to them is when I use the same, you know, sound that 200,000 other people used to make like a, a quick joke that, I mean, I hope is entertaining, but it, like, it's not like consumers aren't getting, value because like the product is not consumer satisfaction the product is just eyeballs keep scrolling and making stuff blow up so an advertiser can link and add to it yeah and i guess like like, if i were following you because of the possum thing and of course if i knew anything about this possum story i would have followed you a thousand years ago i don't even TikTok, (laughs) but just like um i would expect a bunch of hilarious original stories. And I would be disappointed if I went to your grid, you know, at Possum Girl on TikTok and saw just you chasing trends. Like I'd be able to see it a mile away because if I'm on TikTok, I'm viewing everybody doing these same fucking videos and I'd be pissed off. And so like the only way I would think is how do you get people to go to your grid more often? And, you know, is a newsletter or a Substack or something like that? Like, is there anything where people can subscribe for free or fairly cheap where they're getting your stuff in their inbox all the time, meaning their email inbox. Ooh, you see, I I've been trying to figure out how to start something like that. see, like Brian, you're, you're becoming my manager right now (laughs) because I I'm literally thinking about starting something like that, either starting like a podcast where it's like, this is me, this is content you can click on. That's like storytelling content and comedy content. That's not just following trends. And maybe we bring up trending topics, but in the context of like, you know, larger things that I do. Um, but I, I think that's a, 
that's a good idea to be like an email list. Like, Hey, this is an email list of just yeah. my storytelling content. Yeah. That's a good idea, Brian. But yeah, I mean, and I think like, well, and like, I mean, you said podcast and even that is like, well, then you try to draw people to your podcast by going on the social media and even that gets throttled. And so then you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's gotta be an email inbox that people have voluntarily subscribed to. And so it's gotta be a part of your, just actively in your pitch somewhere, man, in your bios even just be like, make sure my shit shows up in your inbox by subscribing here. Like it's free. You'll only get something once a week. I mean, it can't be too often. That's, that's the problem. Like yeah. if you're posting every day, we only want to see something once a week, but it can be an aggregation of all the content you did that week. You know, if, it, if it's anywhere, like, can you compile, like, do you do the thing where like, does the stuff on TikTok or reels, does it get compiled and aggregated? And is it anywhere? Cause you don't have a website. And we just kind of like, before we were on here, I was like, ah, nobody needs a website. Right. But you know, like that would allow you to kind of compile some of this content or, I mean, you could do it on YouTube, I suppose. Like what would be the way that you could deliver it to their inbox? you know, once a week, uh, while still kind of compiling this stuff. Cause I guess you would just draw them to TikTok, but that's kind of not what I'm talking about. Yeah. And there are like playlists. You can create a playlist, Oh, okay. but like, so you could be still... like, yeah, check my original story here, check my series on this here and just create a playlist. And that could be one of the links in the email newsletter or whatever. I, so I guess it's not Substack, but just like, if you had a sign up, and I think they're called like marketing funnels or whatever, just like subscribe to this marketing. Like it's actually a marketing funnel where you can have certain, like if, as long as you're coming to their inbox, you can fucking market to them effectively. But yeah, as long as you're on these social media things, you're fucked. Right. But yeah. I mean, even to use, use the word monetization, which just <laughs> comics don't often use the word monetization with me, meaning you're doing well enough on certain platforms where you're actually getting paid. And I guess, I guess that brings up the other thing, which is actually a question instead of me just talking all the time, which is, um, I had it. What was I just saying? <laughs> oh, that comics don't usually bring up monetization. And to be clear, oh, I'm yeah. barely making any money oh, off good. of this. Because, yeah, I it's guess just... that's what I'm thinking. Like, can you, you know, to preserve your, to preserve your voice to making to make sure people like me are seeing the kind of stuff I expect from you is it better to get a day job to make sure you're not relying on the you know daily posting of whatever is hip that day because if you're relying too much on monetization then I'm not going to see the stuff that I expect from you yeah I mean I think chasing trends and it's going to be sad I'm going to stop following yeah I mean I think in general like the model of to use the word again monetization especially unless you're like a huge creator has become so fickle that like almost everyone like has to have a day job because they need to pay their rent also if you're pursuing entertainment you're probably gonna be living in an expensive city yeah so because like la new york for the open mic chicago you know you need to pay rent but i i don't know i i think it's up to the individual person it's like, if you think you have a consistent enough email, sorry, if you think you have a consistent enough income stream, I was thinking of email lists, yeah. um, then I think there's value in being able to like focus on your content creation instead of being distracted by a day job. But I think it, you have to be at such a level before it becomes an issue that I guess I don't think about it that much because everyone I know at my level like has to have a day job. Yeah. And it's like working 40 hours a week and then and then you're exhausted. This. Yeah. So do you have a day job where you work 40 hours a week right now or no? I have two part-time jobs that oh, amass Lord. to 40 hours a week. And you still have to do daily content to keep a TikTok and Instagram happy. 
Yeah, yeah. Just because, you know, it's a it's a platform for comedy and that's, you know, what I'm passionate about keeping up. Wow. And so how do you have time for doing stuff in L.A. as far as like shows? Because you do have a 10 minute stand up set linked at the at the TikTok. I guess it's on your YouTube YouTube right now. So how do you make sure that your 10 minutes is rock solid if you're so busy doing two jobs that add up to 40 hours and uh, feeding the machine on a daily basis? Yeah, I mean, you just like try your best at some level. And this gets into the ADHD topic, like procrastination has ruined my life. But one blessing is that when I procrastinate, I've learned to procrastinate by working on jokes or creative stuff or and not just like sitting and watching stuff, but trying to like channel it into like create the procrastination into like creative energy. And I think that's kind of what you have to do as like creative with the day job at some level is just like when you have the energy to be creative and a little bit of time, just like, you know, do something small. Like you don't have to write a whole screenplay right now, but you know, if you're a comedian, write a joke. If you're like more of, you know, a dramatic storyteller, just like quickly write down like a concept for something or a quick like scene that's in your head. Like, I think it's the battle that all creatives who are not like wealthy in this day and age face. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is cool. Like if a boss sees you like working, not working at all, you're like, Hey man, at least I'm working on a joke, dude. (laughs) At least I'm working (laughs) on an idea. Like I was procrastinating and I felt bad about it and I wasn't working at all, but now I have an idea for a video I'm going to do later. And I guess like, I love the idea of doing like a a dramatic retelling of the possum thing. Cause that's something that like, I don't want to go on stage and just do material. And so I was thinking, maybe I could tell this big juicy story and do it in a way that's almost performance art and stuff like that. So I'm enjoying the delivery, even if I'm not getting a laugh every second like because you're the possum you know you do the possum girl thing origin story in dramatic fashion like are you finding it still satisfying to get up and just do ordinary material on stage or are you trying to kind of like you you know do big dramatic retellings of anything on stage because you know if i were you know if it had your name on the bill and it says possum girl real big on the thing i'd like oh, I'm, I'm coming there expecting that kind of shit I'm, I'm expecting just a hilarious original story like so how does your stage persona differ from possum girl on tiktok and instagram etc yeah i think i i mean i love stand-up i love getting in front of a crowd and doing jokes i think on stage i kind of do more like traditional like setup punch like observational stand-up material but i'm trying to work on like doing more personal stories. I know another story I have that's a story about a kid in fifth grade, like gluing my butt cheeks together. Started <gasps> as a stand up story. Not, that did not happen. That did not happen. No, it literally happened. Wow, I love it. Yeah. Um, but I understand why people's first reaction is like, that didn't happen. But no, it did. Like Maryland in the 2000s is a wild place. It was the Wild West. Um, <laughs> With the bit of it, I guess that like you can take techniques. I don't know, like somebody like Burbiglia or something like he's doing a story and then he spins out of it into little things that might be more set up, punch, set up, punch, set up, punch. And then he gets back to the bigger story. So have you, have you found any kind of role models in that type of, I don't know, large, larger storytelling while working in some punches and, you know, set up and punches? Yeah, role models for larger storytelling. I mean, one of my favorite stand-up bits of all time is Jay Larson's Wrong Number. I don't know if you've Mm, seen it. It's about, like, he gets, like, a call from, like, a small business that's a wrong number, but he just pretends that it's not a wrong number, and it spirals out of control. (laughs) Like, to me, like, that's the gold standard of, like, And then, I mean, I, there's a lot of great storytelling but then I mean I think the way like Ali Wong tells stories about her life and like like I I look up to a lot of 
comedic storytelling honestly yeah. i wish yeah. i prepared a list but there there's a yeah. lot <laughs> you prepared an awesome list of that that didn't include a list of comedians so i'm so happy we were able to talk about just kind of you know things that actually interest me which is not whatever trends or whatever your top five comedians are but uh, just possum girl being possum girl and trying to find a way to kind of I don't get your voice out there in a way that they're not going to throttle on social media. So yeah, I just can't wait for this to show up in my inbox on a weekly basis. And so if you add that stuff to your bio, you know, just in a way where I'm going to get it weekly, that makes sure that I don't have to be on TikTok at all, let alone your page to make sure I'm seeing all your shit. Like you're going to put a neat, neat playlist, you know, organized by uh, idea. And I'm going to be able to kind of pick and choose. Like even if I open it up and say, oh, I don't really like that playlist or, Ooh, I really do like this thing. I want to see this thing. It gives me the choice and it'll never be sent to spam because, you know, possum girls have million hits. <laughs> we follow her everywhere. She's Eliza Helpern and on uh, Instagram, possum girl underscore IG. And of course, on tiktok i don't even have to say it possum grow and then on twitter this is where i'm going to re be retweeting all your funny stuff and so like Thank i just you. want to let you know that i'm going to see it because like i have thousands of followers but i mute everybody except my former guests and i only oh. re only retweet original funny stuff of former guests and uh, do, you, do you know emily maverick shankman at all out there in la Emily Maverick. No, but I will okay. look her up immediately well, after yeah, this. Well, you'll, you'll see, I retweet her videos too, because she's just so out there. And so I'm hoping that some of these videos make its way into your Twitter thing so I can retweet it. But that is Eliza with a Y. Eliza Helper, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.